Brand new bag for Pearl, but I didn't pay for it. <laughs> Seek your formula. Who brought the flavor in? Chris, Whoever made that was in a bag, man. Have you have you heard that yet? The the sound with oh, Mr. Krabs rapping. Oh the God. Mr. Krabs rap on TikTok, fire dog. <laughs> I don't be on TikTok like that. Though. That's why it goes crazy. Sponge me, boy. Get back on the grill. The customer said in that line, they already pay for the meal. <laughs> no, that was that was truly some crazy work. Though. That was truly some crazy work. That was true. Oh no, 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 no. Anywho, all right, fellas, we we got to talk, and we always start this thing off with the would you rather. So let's get into it. All right. You got two options. Well, really three options here. You can not participate in this or you can participate in this. But when you sign up, you have to do it for two years. And if you quit or if you break the rules at any point in time during this two years, you're done for. You get a million dollars at the end of the two years. However, every time you put on clothes, it has to be one of two things. Either dressing like a 90s rapper like a 90s, early thousand rapper, or you have to dress in European cut, high fashion clothes every time you leave the house. I'm going Euro high fashion, man. Mm-hmm. I know this sounds crazy because the Euro high fashion, when I say the cuts on that is tiny, well, crazy. like they're it's crazy. tiny, but at the same time, one, for that million dollars, one for a million dollars, I feel like I have enough motivation to get it in order to cut down whatever weight I need to cut down to in order for me to get that meal. Also, well, no, I feel- have to cut weight. It's, it's tailored to your body. Oh, it's, so tailored, it's tailored to me? Oh, yeah, I'm cool. I'm going to be fresh. I'm cool. I'm gonna be fresh, bro. Just, 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 just think of just think of the alternate, right? Either you can overdress for a lot of occasions. Sometimes you might. <laughs> sometimes you might get, you know, some weird looks depending on the same. If you pull up to the barbecue and you got on some, uh... bro. Oh God, that's what I was thinking about. That's why, because I'm like, bro, you can't pull up to like Christmas dinner like. With a three-piece suit on, like that's very slim cut. Like, but 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 think of the alternate. Crazy. Think of the alternate. Gibbs, Chris, y'all both work in some industries to where you know what I'm saying y'all y- y'all do well for yourselves. I'll say that. Right. Let's say Chris got to go to this conference and uh, he don't had no dress clothes available. The closest thing to a polo he got is a four X Gino Green and Global. Uh, polo. <laughs> would he rather wear that or would he wear a too tight button up? I mean, I'm going Euro fit. I think that's an easy answer. Just professionally. What if you got a funeral? You go to the funeral and a uh and a, with an Ivo headband on, the I3. I mean, that's fair, but also like I don't think you are like I think you're underestimating like what I mean by high fashion. I mean like like you're on Met Gala type time damn there. Like you're you're re- like like what Jalen Green wore to what Jalen Green wore to draft day. That's the type of stuff you'll be wearing. Like yeah, like you're with bell bottoms. I still think I'm taking that over the alternative. If I got to dress up like Seth Rollins at every event, I think I'm taking that over. I'm taking that over wearing two big clothes, having having the the jabos on. Could, you could finesse two big clothes though, like not. So my answer is the the the, the second option, bro. Because you could finesse two big clothes, right? What you can do is you can wear a book bag, right? And that compresses the shirt back a little bit. You have a crispy shirt, but wear a book bag. You know what I mean? Or you yeah. can come, you can come shoulder bag. 
computer bag. I'm going to a business meeting. My shirt too big. But, you know, I, I don't like to sweat. I don't like my clothes sticky to me. You know, I got reasons why I'm wearing this too big shirt. I come Imagine. in there looking like like Imagine young thug in a dress. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine pulling to the family cookout wearing the fit that Chadwick Bozeman wore to the uh, Met Gala. <laughs> That's some. I'm thinking of the word. alternative though. Like That's some disgusting. Think of all of the professional places you would go, or if you got a food, or you got a you got a wedding to attend. I'm not going to no wedding, bro. I'm not. I, I'll tell you this though. I'll tell you this though. Here's the thing. I would. I actually would go with. With the, uh, I would actually go with the European clothes as well, and the high fashion joints as well. For this reason and this reason only, and I learned this because of Kappa, and I, you know, it's, it's something that I'll never forget. You can always like dress down being overdressed. You can't dress up being underdressed. Like if you got on the Met Gala fit, like you could take off the jacket. Like you still look crazy because like you still got on a vest and rhinestone <laughs> to a family cookout. <laughs> but at least you're not wearing the cake no more. Like you can't. I mean, in your defense, your auntie roommate been dressed like that for every function for 20 years. I think you'll be and fine that was for the two. Part, that was the part <laughs> about why you'll like, be fine for two. For like all family events, bro. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I actually this this takes me back to a moment where um and I'm I'm sad to say this, but one one Christmas I wore some Tim's, some bootcut jeans, and a Barry Sanders jersey with a Lions hat at Christmas. And one of my cousins was like, Bro, you look like a member of Wu Tang Clan, and everybody laughed. Everybody, <laughs> I very gently wept into my cornbread. I was, <laughs> I was devastated. I said, "Bro, don't like, don't let big pants be my thirteenth reason why." But this, it was feeling like it in that moment. It was feeling like, you know what? I'm finna end it all on the 26th, and you're gonna be to blame for it, brother. I hope you're. Because when my grandma laughed too, that was like the most. Oh, hey, Granny laughing is what? different. <laughs> granny good. laughing so, is different. Hey, bro, if grandma, grandma asked you, what are those? You gotta pack it up. Bro. Listen, listen. Everybody laugh. Everybody laughing. You know, it's not always that one cousin that get in on it to take it a step further. One of them was like, yeah, bro, just like a character off Def Jam Vendetta, Fight for New York. Bro, why? Because you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I'm finna cry and throw up now. Congratulations. But anyway, we got to get into this ball, man. We got to get into this ball because there's some great things going on around the NBA. We got the NBA playoffs rolling. And there are some series that are already over. The Nuggets making their first ever finals. LeBron with a, a injury that's going to need surgery coming up pretty soon. And talks about the Lakers next move. And the Celtics said, don't let them get one. And they got one. We're going to talk about whether or not they can come back on today's episode of Facts Over Acts. Fellas, y'all ready to get into it? I'm ready to go. Yeah, yes, sir. Well, let's do it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. We got the master, the mix, and master. Josh got in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the metal plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. Chris was just firing people on the phone before we uh, got on this. <laughs> <laughs> this man said our efficiency been down, and I knew he was firing somebody when he started doing this on the phone, bro. Said, <laughs> not quite going in the direction we thought. No, but seriously, you got the little old MC. That's me, Ken Gibbs. Now, fellas, first thing first, the Joker. You know, we we all play spades here. The Joker always going to trump the king. 
and we got a 4-0 sweep in favor of the Nuggets. Initial reactions to the sweep. Um, to to quote a famous meme, my reaction to the sweep in regards to Nikola Jokic is, I apologize. I was not familiar with your game. <laughs> like, like, don't give me. I I knew that Jokic was a dog, right? And we all watch basketball at a high level. Denver has been a franchise that's been more prominent in the past few years, just with this, you know, new cast of characters that they have. And Jokic has two MVPs for a reason. But I did not know that that man was this different. The way that Jokic controlled the pace of the game, a game that had LeBron James in it for all four, the composure that he showed, the fact that he proved everybody wrong that if he just had a little bit of help for a playoff series, he could pull something off like this. So um, my reaction to this is Jokic is 26. They run an offense to where you can swap out a lot of role players and the pieces that you have that are, you know, the centerpiece of that, um, you know, MPJ, Jamal Murray, Jokic. You can even include Aaron Gordon in that if you want to. You got a team right there where you can put on the same kind of run for the next four or five seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Chris, give me your thoughts. Talk to me. I'm going to keep it a buck, man. I'm going to keep it a buck. You know, I don't think this is the end of LeBron James, right? Not at I think all. This is, the, this is the end of LeBron James being the definite number one on a championship team, though. And what I mean by that is, when the last time you heard LeBron James have to need, have to get surgery, right? I don't, I don't think his first ever. surgery of his career. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I thought he had to get surgery on the groin. Did he not have to get surgery no, on the groin? No. no. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So when have you ever heard that? So that being said, that shows that his body is 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 surely, slowly but surely. It's taking it's taking a beat down from this eighty two game season and then these long post games because you got to remember all the playoff games LeBron has that's almost three seasons itself right there, right. almost yeah. three seasons on top of the twenty seasons he's played in the NBA. So if you keep that into consideration, that 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 just tells a story, right? Twenty three seasons, yeah. However, that does mean that you need somebody that can be a one B. Most times, and also be a one A. Most times, right? Mm-hmm. I think LeBron James. You pair him with, like, for example, if LeBron James and Jokic play together, that's definitely a one-two punch. Nothing in the league would be able to do anything with. That's a one A, one B situation where Joker would be the one A predominantly the time, and LeBron would be the one B, and he could step up and be the one A if Joker has an off night, right? Hey, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. You know. 2020, y'all caught a break because it was a shortened season and you was able to stay healthy in the bubble. But I've seen enough. Yes, you can stay healthy in the playoffs. You proved it that you stayed healthy. But the inconsistency, and I think a lot of it is he's in his own head about getting hurt. He doesn't want to try go 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 hero mode all the time because he's worried about getting hurt and what that's going to do for his legacy. So... I don't think Anthony Davis is your guy. I think you had enough of a trial experience to, to see this. It's been, what, four years now with these Lakers? Next season will be the fourth year. I I honestly think it's time to to start weighing your options of what you can get back for Anthony Davis. Like, and I'm talking like win-now stuff for LeBron. Mm-hmm. The only couple 1A options I think you can give LeBron, um, I know gives you against this, but I think Damian Lillard is a guy, if you get him and some defenders – he could be a, a 1B. Who said I was against Dane? Who, talk, uh, who said that? 
I mean, I know how you are against six three guys. So like no, six, no, I, no. I, mean, I, I, I would be. I I think that'd be a great parent. I think that'd be yeah. a great parent. LeBron and Dame, and then you go get a solid, solid four and five to put down with LeBron and Dame. Like you don't, you could get a Nurkic, you could get a, a Mitchell Robinson type center, and then a. a, a uh, uh, what's the name type power four? Uh, Mikael Bridges or a Cam Johnson type power four? You know, or Kevin Love type power four? You know, uh, just somebody like that to you know, and then Dame and LeBron be one A one B. Dame being one A most of the time, and LeBron being one B. Uh, and then you have a decent bench to fill out. You know, so I think I've seen enough of Anthony Davis though. So that's what this series told me. The Nuggets they were the best team this series. They were the best team in the NBA all season. Gibbs tried to tell us that until they went against the Lakers. Then he was wrong, too, because he just thought LeBron was going to go legend like the rest of us. He should have. He should have, but he was hurt. He was hurt. But I do stand on the fact that I said that this was the Nuggets year. I have said that all along, and I said it was going to be whoever come out the West was going to win it. And that's something I, in the words of Denzel Washington, I stand by that. I guarantee it. I <laughs> they know that if they don't know me. <laughs> that boy, that, that boy Gibbs said, I'm leaving here with some. <laughs> that's, that's, what the, that's what the Nuggets said when they went to the crypto. They said, we, we leaving with something. We from around the way. But in all seriousness. Hey, hey, sidebar, sidebar. So we was in Vegas for a bachelor party. One of my homies that's single, he was like, man, I ain't never been to a club in Vegas. I'm leaving here with something. He was like... <laughs> I ain't gonna say what I want to say right now. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not gonna incriminate the man. <laughs> I I'm not gonna incriminate him or any of his friends on that trip. Uh, just know um, that there are things that would lose our clean rating if they were said on this air. Uh, in the words of Cicely Tyson on this land. Shake. Ain't gonna do that. Ain't gonna do that on this land. But now I I look at this series and I say to myself, it makes sense. It tracks. This is the Nuggets year for so many reasons. I'm going to tell you why. Michael Porter Jr., do y'all know how many assists that man averages per game? One. One. Do you know how many assists he had? And I want to say it was game three or four. Probably five or six. Six. Yeah, I knew that. Six. Michael yeah, that Porter man is Jr. a black hole on has, offense. That, he is a ball stopper <laughs> supreme. He's the guy at the gym that you hate hooping with because he like, oh, I made one in a row. I'm hot now. <laughs> like That's Michael Porter Jr. And he was passing the ball because he was having an off-shooting night. He went 4-11 from the field that night. And he was like, eh, maybe the ball is better out of my hands. And I said, oh, they've, they've taken that step. As a team, they've taken that step. They bought into each other. They believe in each other. And... The other team's best player is not who he should be right now or not who he is right now because LeBron objectively. And any idiot that says, oh, well, he played the whole series, so he must have been healthy. He played 40 minutes a game. Go back and watch LeBron in January. Watch him in January and watch what you saw in all of the playoffs, not just this series, in all Mm -hmm. of the playoffs. Even when it was the 2010 game, even a 40-point game, watch that game and watch him in, in January and tell me that that looks like the same player. Like just, just please do. I mean, that. during even during timeouts, and you could physically see him limping during you know timeouts going back to the tunnel. Exactly, and and so with that in mind, you know, I think that this is the end, not for LeBron in terms of like, oh, he he can't be the number one on the championship team. I I firmly disagree with that. I think this is the end of LeBron. Is like, regardless of what's going on or what the situation is, he's got a fifty. He's got a a whole series of 
48 and eight in them. We saw that against the Warriors when they got swept a couple years ago. We saw, hey, they got swept. But anybody who watched that series, if you say Brown wasn't one of the best two players on the court, hey, you're hey, funny thing yeah. about that 2018 when they got swept, bro. Brock, though, you people forget game one how special Brown 50. was. Get yeah. get. I was watching with my pops, who's a big Magic Johnson Laker fan, right? He was like, "Bro, we are watching the best player ever. Like every asset of the game, LeBron dominated. I'm talking. He was nine for ten after the first quarter, and that's and that's my point. He no longer has that in him for an entire series. He has a game or two of that in him uh, going forward, but I don't think he has that in him for like, eh." I'm gonna give y'all 48 and eight for an entire series. That's what right. I'm gonna do for an entire. I don't think he has that in him uh, at at this stage of his career. But I think that he can. I still believe that he can be uh, a a number one on the championship team. But Jokic and company, I believed in them all year. I've said all year, hey, this team they hit some lows that were really bad. They hit some rough patches that were rough as hell. I mean, just bumpy, nasty, ugly stretches. But I knew they figured it out. And now look at them. They figured it out going to their first ever NBA finals. I believe they got some ABA titles, right? But they don't, they don't have any. Do they have ABA titles? Um, I don't think so. Let me get my Theo Von. Riley, look that up for me, Riley. Riley, can you pull up? <laughs> pull up if the, the Nuggets have an ABA championship for me. No, but seriously, though, uh, it's, it's one of those things where I'm looking at and I'm like, this is this is the Nuggets year. And uh, I don't think anybody in the East has anything for him. I yeah, just, nope, I no, no, uh, yeah, no, no ABA rings for the uh, Denver Nuggets. Well, congratulations, y'all got y'all first one here because I don't think that the uh, Celtics can come back, and I don't think the Heat, as much as Jimmy is going legend and doing his thing, I don't think he's got it in this moment. I, I don't think they got enough help for him. To- uh, I, I don't know, bro. I, bro, let me tell you why, bro. Let me tell you why. Okay. What are what, what do you think that the Heat have to do to be successful? They have to what? I mean, they have to shoot the ball well. And um honestly, that's pretty much it. They they defense is their defense. They always defend at a high level. If they shoot the ball well, they're unstoppable. Okay, so it gives you a smart person. Because a lot of people think it's the defense they have to fix. No. No, they're they're Bam out of value. I don't know why he hasn't got defensive player of the year yet, but he is one of the nastiest defenders in the league. Literally. Well, because he's a shot effector, not a shot blocker. Right. Exactly. That yeah, is a lot of people look way. at those box stats. Exactly. 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 Yeah. So, 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 Bam out of Bayou is going to make Joker's life harder. Joker's still going to get hit because he's a transcendent talent, but he's going to make Joker's life harder. The next best thing on a Nuggets team is Jamal Murray. Jalen Brunson looked like God against Cleveland Cavaliers. When he ran into Jimmy Butler, we was like, hey, Jalen. Wake up, Jalen. Wake, wake up, Jalen. Wake up, Jalen. We down 3-1, Jalen. What you, what you doing, Jalen? Fourth quarter yelling, why the hell is Jalen in? It was <laughs> like, 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 like Jalen still got hit, but Jimmy, man, his like, he was like mad. Okay? Yeah. So Jimmy, Jimmy on Jamal. And the next best thing is Ann Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it. The, the, the Miami Heat got away with highway robbery getting Kevin Love handed to them like a, a bag of chicken. Highway robbery. Not only is Kevin Love playing great defense, but he's controlling the pace of the game with outlet passes. I've never seen that done before. Yeah. Never seen that done before. 
You cannot keep up with this Heat offense in transition because Kevin Love can throw the ball from one free throw line to the under the basket. Yeah. And he's defending the paint at a high clip. This is the best defense he ever played. And then you got guys like Gabe Vincent and Max Struess that going to chase you off that three-point line. So defensively, I think they got the keys. Oh, God, they still play like they're undrafted. It's so beautiful. Man. It's so beautiful. <laughs> they, they hungry. Listen, Duncan Robinson still out there playing. The effort defensively does not look like, hey, I got 90 mil just to shoot the ball for real. Like, the, the effort is just crazy. So so if the Heat close this series up, right, mm-hmm. they got a lot of rest. So Gabe Vincent's ankle will be healed by the time of the finals, right? Right. So the way I look at this gives, and call me crazy, call me crazy, you need the Heat to just shoot the ball and make their shots, right? Mm-hmm. Look at what the Heat been doing all postseason. They've been the, almost shooting 40% every game. But that's that's why I don't believe that this team has what it takes to win this series because the law of averages is eventually going to bring you back down to earth. You can get hot for a little while. Everybody yeah, gets hot yeah, but, for a little while. But, 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 but get, I'm not get, sure if they got four. Because I think even if you get hot, even if you get really hot, Joker is now at that point where he's the guy that's like, all right, it's time for me to break out 40, 13, and 12. <clears throat> right. Time for me to do it. And he just doesn't. He just so even if we say Bam got him in a torture chamber, he only putting up 26 and 6. Okay, sure. But the amount of effort that goes into that in the containing Joker at that level, you don't just commit one good, really good defender, one great defender to him. You commit the whole team effort to that. I, when you I do that, you. when you do that, Michael Porter Jr. starts shining. Aaron Gordon starts feeling good. All of a sudden, Jamal Murray is like, "Hey, I got, I got thirty for you on fifty percent shooting, you know, because I'm him now." I, I, I agree. I agree. It's. I think this series, if the Heat go, I think it goes seven. Let me tell you why, though. Mm-hmm. If you look at the last three playoff runs the Miami Heat have went in, they are a completely day and night different team from shooting the basketball in the playoffs. Completely day and night shooting the team, basketball in the playoffs. Duncan Robinson last year, I remember Gibbs sent us, made a TikTok on his TikTok. The Hawks think Duncan Robinson is, is Ray Allen. <laughs> That's something you said. They shoot the ball extremely well in the playoffs. Like, historically, they are almost a 40% three-point shooting team every playoff run they've had the last four years. Right. I think this is who they are, Gibbs. That's my point in making. But but here's and here's what I'm saying. Regular season they shot 35 percent. Right now they're at 39 in the playoffs, or like 39, 40, something like that in the playoffs. Again, and I'm not saying that like they're going to become like an immensely worse team overnight. What I'm saying is they're they've been shooting hot as fish grease. It's impossible to keep that up. Is it? And if they do, if they do keep that up enough to win this series, they. You want it. You want it because at, at the end of the day, the way that the NBA is structured now, you have to give up something. And if Gabe Vincent give you 20, if you like, hey, Gabe, if you can knock down this shot six times, you're going to give me 20. And he give you 20, you live with that. You live with that. But I think that the Nuggets are are a, just a deeper team, a team with a lot of guys that, can, uh, that are competing and being selfless. And again, there's no greater example than Michael Porter Jr., the ball stop, not a ball stopper. He's the, the ball stopper. Black hole. When, when that ball touches hands, it's going up. 
It's going up. It, it's it's like playing with your little brother or, or something on the court. And you know, like when all the other big kids is like absolutely destroying him. So he finally get it. And he's like, oh, it's going up. <laughs> it's going, that's that's what you're getting there. So that's that's what I'm looking at there. But now we've got to talk about, we've already assumed that the Heat are going to get in. But it's 3-1. The game is probably going to start while we're recording this. So tell me this. The Celtics said, don't let us get one after they got down 3-0. They got one. They got one. Were they talking? Were they just talking to talk to hype themselves up? Or is oh, yes, yes, very much so. Don't let them get one. Oh, hold on, guys. Before you go, I'm going to say, but then I, then I get my face. <laughs> Y'all know how irritating it is living out here in Boston dealing with this, bro. I wore a heat shirt to work after they went up 3-0, right? I wore a Miami heat shirt. And I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't say nothing to them. I just wore a heat shirt. And then every time they said, they looked at me and said something about my shirt, I said, oh, no, this is a T-shirt I just wear. You know, I, I'm a heat guy. People people forget I'm a, I, yes, I'm a Rockets guy and I'm a heat guy on the East. Rockets on the West, heat guy on the East. It's been like that for many years. Since y'all know me, y'all know that's how I rock. Right. <laughs> so, the, the and I had a heat shirt on. The Heat lose one game. Do you know I had all type of signs on my door, all type of pictures on my door of somebody choking and all? I'm like, bro, Boston fans cannot be this serious. Like, y'all are ridiculous. Y'all are literally ridiculous when it comes to (laughs) basketball or football, bro. It's just ridiculous. Well, and this is, again, I'm, I'm looking at the Heat and what they've been doing in this series. And again, I don't think that the uh, Celtics can come back because 3-0 is just too deep of a hole. But again, I'm I'm looking at them and I'm saying, man, it's going to be tough to replicate this in the next round. Not because I think that the uh, Nuggets are supremely better defensively than what the um than what the Celtics are, but just for the fact that like you're looking at something that is absolutely absurd. Absurd in terms of how things have gone so far in this series for the Heat. Did y'all know that in game one, just, just take a wild guess as to what they shot from three in game one. Oh, they shot they shot 50% from three. 51% actually, Chris. Eesh. 51%. Like, this is this is I crazy. Was in, I was engaged in game one. That was like the best basketball I ever seen be played. That it's it's insane. It's insane. Do you know what they shot in game three? 52. I'm gonna go with 50 again. 54! <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying that I don't like this Heat team or they trash or anything like that. We're looking at regular season, a team in the bottom third in three-point shooting in the league, and then 54 and 51. Like, this is not this is not something that I think is replicable. But with that being said, all you need is one game. And guess what? We all know Jason Tatum. He's going he gonna to disappear for at least one or two of these. That you, if yeah. they need to win four, he gonna disappear for at least one or two of them. Yeah, my, my fault. Now, yeah. I cut guy. Now, what was you saying about uh, the, the why the Celtics didn't get out this whole year, guy? Oh no, it's just um. So I will say, if there is ever a team that you could pull off a three zero comeback against, it would be Miami. They're a team that are exceeding way more in the postseason than they did in the regular season. You got seven undrafted players. The Celtics are the, the, Jimmy Butler's out there hooping with Gabe Vincent, look like Shamar Moore and Diary of a Mad Black Woman. 
Hey, bro, hey, leave his braids alone, bro. Leave his braids alone. Bro, why you, you know, you, that man, bro? You know you watch one of the movies? What was that movie when, uh, like, Tommy was in the NBA and just he was right. dating Quinn? Right. You, you know they be, the, the players that be on the court in them movies, the extras? That's what the Miami Heat look like. Eesh. However, you talking about Los Angeles Knights? <laughs> Calvin Cambridge led Los Angeles Knights to but, you, bro. However, with all of that being said, Heat and Five. Um, the game is is over tonight, and <sighs> Boston has to break it up. When you have a team that's as talented as Boston is, they've been known to give away leads. The adjustment that they made, the reason they were able to win game four is because they stopped settling for shots. And some people might forget, but Jason Tatum is six foot ten, Jalen Brown is six foot eight, and they are excellent finishers at the rim. They stopped settling for jump shots. They went to the rim, they attacked, they got buckets. And with all of that being said, the Miami Heat made adjustments where it was a close game. So if you think that Eric Spolstra is not about to go into you know, that one off that they had and make adjustments in order to get this W, then you don't know NBA basketball whatsoever. The series is over tonight uh, in Boston, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Boston, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, they're going to be sick about it. The series is over tonight. Yeesh. Bro said, listen, I know that y'all uh, care a lot here, but don't worry. Y'all are just going to care in the loss. That's just all the cookie <laughs> comes sometimes. And also, a very quick thing for the uh, Heat in this game, in game four. Do y'all want to know what they shot from three in game four? Um, Game four, let's go 40. Let's go 48. You already said, oh, game four? Yeah. yeah game let's, four. Go, uh, let's go 29. 29, Chris. 32%. 25. Hmm? The law of averages never misses. You combine 25 and 50. What number do you get in the middle? You get about 38, 37 and a half. 37 and a half. What did they shoot during the regular season? 37. I'm telling you, the law of averages never fail. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is the only exception to the law of averages. He's literally the only one. He, it's going to fail tonight. So, and let me ask y'all this, actually. Let, let's talk about this for a quick second. Is there a better playoff performer because I, we talked about this off air, and we know that there isn't in basketball. But in terms of performance above regular season, is there in all of sports a better playoff performer than Jimmy Butler? In terms of, like, who gets this much better when the playoffs hit? Is there anybody? Yeah, as, as far as gap in their game, I mean, of course, it's better playoff performers than Jimmy Butler. But as far as elevating their game in a poll, because Jimmy Butler averaged, what, 17 and a half in the regular season? Something like that? Some some along those lines, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's one, even in the history of the game that I'm thinking about. Everybody that we know that are playoff legends, you know, kind of had that same level of proficiency in the regular season. Maybe a little lesser, but not this big of a gap. So I'm sorry. He averaged 22.9, basically 23 in the regular season. He's averaging 30 right now in the playoffs. 30. I think it's only it's only one player that that you can say that for, and they had a couple playoff runs that was like that. And I'm gonna keep it a buck. It was really a fluke, though. I was gonna say Joe Flacco. He literally mm. played like trash that whole that whole season. And then playoff time come around, he looked like Mike Vick on steroids. Like, I don't know what happened to him, man. He was just. Yeah, that Super Bowl run. That Super Bowl run was different. He did. I was thinking Eli Manning, but even with Eli, like, if you really get into it, 
he was really good for one of those Super Bowl runs. And the other one, it was like they defense allowed like 10 points a game. Well, I say, even if you look at it, the supporting cast he had around him was ridiculous. Yeah. He didn't have Gabe Vincent at receiver, yo. No, no. He had, uh, what was it? Plaxico Burris, Mario, Man- well, Mario Manaham. Is- eh, Mario Manaham ain't exactly a game. Yeah, uh, what was it? Was my, a, a, a Monty Toomer? What is it his name? Something like not that? For the, not for the Super Bowl runs. He didn't. No, he Toomer wasn't there? Was- Tumor was retired by the Super Bowl runs, or at least okay. he was the Tumor we knew by the Super Bowl runs. I know that for a fact. Okay. Him, um, at that point in time. So, you know, I remember Brandon Jacobs was his running back. It was Brandon Jacobs and Amar Bradshaw. Brandon Jacobs was a dog. Boy, boy, just a, a massive 260 pounds, 6'2 six, six or 6'3 at, at tailback. Why would you do that? Why would you? My brother in Christ, put your hand in the dirt. Go, <laughs> go get some quarterbacks. What are you doing? But yeah, no. Um, I don't think that I can't think of a single one across any sport. And by the way, um, listeners, if y'all can think of one, please tell us. I would love, as a matter of fact, we're gonna add that as a poll on our uh YouTube page. If there is any playoff performer across any sport that you can think of that performed better than Jimmy Butler, please let us know because we are struggling, we have racked our brains, and like a man jumping up seven points or 33% of what he was scoring in the regular season is insane. That is legitimately insane uh, stuff there. So let's get back to one of the losers real quick here. Um, The Lakers are obviously always a free agent destination. Kyrie Irving was at, uh, I believe it was what game three or four. One of those two. He was at both of them. He was at both games. All right, hold on, bro. That's a little bit of glazing. You got. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But Kyrie Irving got three or four. Naturally, the whispers start. The walls start talking. Say, oh yeah, Kyrie wants to reunite with Bron. And go meet Kyrie, AD, and Bron. Big three. Da, 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 da. Do y'all think Kyrie helps or hurts this team? Um, in its current state. Um, I think that Kyrie helps the team. Here's the reason why. You have had the Lakers defensively struggle tremendously. Offensively, they struggle tremendously against guards who can create their own shot. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry sliced those boys up. He had a bad game at the end, so it was tough for them to win. Jamal Murray had career nights against D'Angelo Russell and even Dennis Schroeder, who's a slightly better defender than D'Angelo Russell. Um... Kyrie helps this team because one, the Lakers' biggest issue was outside of LeBron, nobody scores the ball consistently. Regardless of what Kyrie Irving brings to the team, chemistry-wise, amongst other things, he's going to score the ball. Mm-hmm. And you're not losing much on the other side of the floor defensively because even though he's damn near traffic cone on defense, he can't go out there and play defense. Worst defense that we just saw from D'Angelo Russell. I don't like st- statistically. I don't even think it's possible. That's that's very, and he's not going to play much less defense than Dennis Schroeder, who struggled tremendously against Jamal Murray. I, I would I would say Schroeder played good defensively this playoff run against the Nuggets. He, he played play. good this playoffs, but against the Nuggets, he was getting torched up. Can I? Can I? I, I just want to hop in right here and say something real quick. Y'all know how I feel about Kyrie Irving. Everybody knows how I feel about Kyrie Irving. Nobody should have should be. Uh, surprised at all to hear me say this statement again. He is the worst superstar of the 2010s. With that being said, does he help this Lakers team going in the next year? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And let me tell you why. Do y'all want to know who the Lakers leading scorer was these, these playoffs? LeBron. 
No, it was, of course, it was LeBron James. LeBron, but I, it I, was I LeBron. He's talking about under LeBron. No, no, it was LeBron. Who do y'all want to know who the leading scorer was under LeBron? Austin Reeves. Chris, who you got? It got to be AD. He has some 30-point game. Correct. It was Anthony Davis. Okay. This is what I mean. This is why I'm saying this. It's because I actually don't think that the Lakers have that many problems. I don't think you need to shake up and break up this team in a meaningful way in order to, like, do something next year. Kyrie knows that his career is, is – he's on the back nine. He's on the back nine of his career. So is Brian. AD is approaching that territory. Where like, <laughs> 20, at 27 is crazy. Listen, I hate to say it. I, I know he's not at 30. It. I hate to bro, say that's it. That's so crazy. Am I am I lying? Am I am I telling I mean, y'all? Oh, Anthony Davis is 30. He's exactly am I, 30. Am I telling y'all a lie? Is his career not on the back nine? Is if you had to guess, does AD have more basketball in front of him or behind him in the NBA? In the NBA, I'm not talking about if he want to go to Taiwan and, and do some hooping over there. In the NBA, does he have more hooping in front of him or behind him? Behind him, for sure. Definitely behind him. But, but I think Kyrie got a little wild, though. He only 28. Kyrie only 28, bro. I don't, I don't Who, think Who's Kyrie. only 28? I, I don't Kyrie 28, 29. No, Kyrie, no 33, no 34, got to be. No but either, no, either way, no. but here's my thing. Here's my thing. I don't think either way you cut it and slice it. Kyrie doesn't have a ton of hoop in the head of him. Kyrie's I 31. Think, I, I don't think Kyrie has a ton of hoop in the head of him. I think that this is a situation a lot like Ray Allen, a lot like the KG, a lot like Paul Pierce, where they looked at each other and said, hey, we got to make this work. We got to make something work. And here's, I understand that we're talking about three guys that are champions and the second best player ever at worst. Second best player ever, right? I understand that. But I'm saying these guys are going to look at each other and say, hey, if we want to win a championship again, Kyrie, you think you can do it by yourself as number one? We've seen you, buddy. We've said the, the numbers are there. We've, <laughs> we've seen the best you ever try to carry a team. We saw how that worked out. Anthony Davis, we've seen the best you. When you were with the Pelicans, you were crazy. What you were doing was out of this world. It couldn't get it done, baby. It couldn't get it done. LeBron. I think you can still get it done if you're healthy, but brother, you're going to be 39 next year. You're going to have spent more of your life inside the NBA than not as an NBA player by the start of next year. Um, my brother, wait, no, you've already spent 30, more yeah, time. Already, yeah. yeah, you've already spent more time in the NBA than you have outside of it. My brother in Christ, why would you even want that burden? Keep this team together for the most part, but add Kyrie. And here's the beauty of this you, team. You can't. And add, you can't. You, you can not? No, no. Every half the team are one year deals for one. For two, the amount of money you got to pay Kyrie, you can't sign all these people back. And you think minimums? And you think minimums. I'm not saying that they got to take. Well, yeah, they did just get traded. Austin Reeves, Hachimura. That's your only priorities right there. I think Austin. I agree. Hachimura and Vandy. I think you pay them three. Everybody else, eh. You can't. Vanderbilt can get that mid level. Also, also, I was just about to say, I don't think Vanderbilt is a guy that thinks that he's gonna get twenty five mil. Like, I yeah, Vanderbilt can take that, that mid level. Hit no, no, twelve hold at hold the on, most. Hold on, Vanderbilt could go get twenty somewhere. He can go get twenty. No, no, he, he could. He's sitting on the bench. No, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing that he couldn't. I'm saying I don't think he's that type of guy that's like I'm gonna demand twenty five as opposed to eh, I could take. 15, 12 here and make they up. They can't pay more him 15, pay Reeves and pay Rui and also pay Kyrie. They can't do that. LeBron. But again, but again, again, here's, but here's what I'm saying. 
Kyrie knows that he is not a max player anymore. And if he want to go be a max player, he he has to accept that he'll never play relevant basketball again. Right. He has to accept that. He, I, I'm sorry to say this, but if your team is paying Kyrie a max deal, I am betting my unborn child's first name. And everybody knows this is tradition in my family that all of our kids' names start with K's. My, one of my sons or daughters will be named Kyrie if he gets paid a max anywhere outside of L.A. and I wins a championship. I think Dallas get him a max. I think Dallas get him a max. They have to. They have to. And if, and if Dallas gives him a max... What just happened with him in Dallas? What just happened? I agree. I agree. I thought Dallas came out and said they were interested in doing like a, not a full rebuild, but I didn't definitely didn't think Kyrie's coming back this summer. Listen, 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 listen. You ain't doing a rebuild with Luka Doncic there. You want him to act out, then then that's that's a whole different thing. But if Luka Doncic still breathe oxygen and still put on a Dallas Mavericks uniform, in my opinion, you have to give up a max contract to Kyrie and you have to build sure. team around those two guys because you gave sure. up a lot to get Kyrie there for a rental and you're going to you blew up the team that went to the conference finals last year. Here's here's my thing. How do you build a, a team around those two? How? How? You you I mean what do you, it's ways. It's ways. What do you do? You you add so you add a defensive center, you add a a, a what a, a three and D wing, another three and D but then you gotta you gotta realize that we're talking about money. Who what position or what type of player that's mid-level gets paid the most in today's NBA? The I three agree. and D guys, because I they're agree. immensely I, I, valuable. I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. But 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 hear this out. Hear this out. They still got a lot of young guys on that team that are under contract. You got Josh Green over there that's on the contract. So riddle me this, riddle me this, riddle me this. Chris. Hey Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Grant, you want to take 20 million again like you did for Portland? Come on over. Chris. They could afford Chris, that. Did you just mention Josh Green as if he was going to be I'm a saying significant they, piece No, 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 no. I'm not saying significant. What I'm saying is they got enough players that could come off the bench and be decent role players where they don't have to bring in top-level guys at a high-level money. They got money to do so is what I'm saying. You get Kyrie well, and Max, and you got like $60 more million you can play with. And what I'm saying is you need to have a, you need to have a solid roster around guys like Luka and Kyrie. I don't think either one of those guys are good enough as or I don't think that those two as a unit are good enough as who they are and what they are to take them to an NBA championship with a bunch of auxiliary pieces around. I think if you surround them with an excellent supporting cast, of course, of course, if you surround them with. But normally, if you look at an excellent supporting cast, nine times out of 10, that's built through the draft. You don't build an excellent supporting cast through free agency. You right. don't build an excellent supporting cast through what teams would y'all say of the recent championship teams? Would you say, hey, this team had an excellent supporting cast? Supporting cast was phenomenal. What teams would y'all think? So, of? I mean, that's a few. that's not supporting cast. Denver, right? I was gonna say, Denver. well, I'm saying a team that won a championship recently. Who, who would you talk about for like outside of their core? You look at the other guys and say, like, hey, you can't ask for better than that. The only one I can think of where I say excellent supporting cast is. The Warriors, and that's it. Yeah, I was gonna say last year Warriors. That's about it. And that and that supporting cast was built how? Where all those guys trade guys? supporting cast last year. 
I agree, but at the end of the day, they had a great supporting cast, but they did not have enough help for Luka. So here's what happens when you have a great supporting cast and one star. You have to trade away some of that supporting cast to get a star, but then what happens? Oh no, my great supporting cast is gone, and now I have a superstar and a star, but no supporting cast, and now you're stuck. If you don't either have two bona fide superstars, if you don't have that, then you need a great supporting cast to go along with them. And nine times out of ten... You, you hmm? don't think that they gave Draymond Green twenty five million? He'd go over there. I mean, I could see it. I could see it, but also you Draymond. You know what Draymond on but, the court? But Draymond has specifically said that he wants to be. He wants to play in Detroit at some point in time in his career. And you know what team could really use Draymond services and got a lot of money to give away? Yeah, but Draymond, he still want to compete now. It ain't that you? Fun. You think that Draymond helped the Pistons? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he would. He would help the pit. He help any team defensively. He would. I was just about to say he would be their best mm-hmm. defender by a mile the second yeah. he walks on the court. And not to mention, if you got two guys like Cade and, and Ivy that are like, hey, these two can knock down shots in an array of ways, and Ivy got better and better as the season went along in terms of shot making and all that. A guy like Draymond that can find them in their spots and find them cutting and slashing. I don't, I don't. I don't think you know. that makes them a, a playoff contender. I think he goes to Dallas. That puts them right back in the championship contention mode. Sure. But you, so you got to pay. So you, you're now we're banking on you just paid Kyrie Max. And then you go pay Draymond 25. And now who else do you have money to go get? Uh, not, now you just got to do mid level section, section and minimums. But it's a lot of guys out here that I think will sign up to play with Kyrie, Luca, and Draymond. I think so. Me personally. I, I disagree with what we've seen out of Kyrie. I think that he's a guy now that has to go to a good situation. He's not the guy that guys will come in and say, I'm going to sacrifice to play with you because we've seen it. We've seen him. We've seen it. I mean, I'm just, I we'll see. We'll see. Cause we've, we've all been wrong on this show before. We've all been right before. So we're going to see how this one plays out. But with that being said, we also got to talk about another potential thing that seems like much more of a pipe dream from Lakers fans and LeBron fans. But Trey Young was at some of the games in crypto as well. And people are now screaming up and down about, oh, man, Lakers need to make it happen. Rob Palenka, make it happen, make it happen, make it happen. Do y'all think that that is a possibility for this Lakers team? Um, I do think it's a possibility. However, if it's something that you want to get done inside, you know, a very, I want to say shortened uh, LeBron window. I'm not sure if the amount of pieces that you would have to give up uh, defensively in order to make that trade happen is going to be worth it. However, I do think that if they made that trade, it might be more beneficial to the team than grabbing, for example, a Kyrie Irving, because you can put LeBron back into a role where he's a dominant ball handler. He's a facilitator. The Lakers have always struggled having a second facilitator that will allow LeBron to rest a lot more because Trey Young has led the league in assists the past two years. Mm-hmm. So you got a shot maker that LeBron can pass the ball to. You have a facilitator when LeBron is off the floor. And it may be one of those situations where a lot of players that are mid-level exception, a lot of those 3 and D players that can help a championship team will look at, yo, you got Brian and Trey Young over there and Anthony Davis. Let me go ahead and try to get this free ring. So now that I put some thought into it, go get Trey Young. I feel that. I feel that. Chris, what you thinking, man? Because you shook your head immediately. Talk to me. Man, bro, so this is how I look at it, bro. We went from DeJounte Murray being an all-star caliber player 
to him playing with Trey Young to saying he can't even be a third option on a championship team. Mm-hmm. What that tells me is Trey Trey Young, although he averages a high number of assists, he's a player like Luka Doncic that stops the ball and he's going to take wild shots and he's going to demand that he gets the ball down the stretch. I, I, Trey is a thing. I don't, I don't. I might disagree, Chris. If you look at Dejounte Murray, yeah, he was balling, but what team was he on? The Spurs, though. It's a lot of players that's going to be hooping if they second option is Yaka Portal. I, that's a lot more touches for you to get but, the ball. But but hey, don't okay, disrespect Keldon Johnson like that, man. Don't, <laughs> don't ever disrespect Keldon the God like that. I I agree with you. I agree with you. But Derek White also played with Dejounte Murray. I mean, a lot of players that were serviceable played on that Spurs team at first when Dejounte Murray was first there. DeRozan was there when he first got there. He was on his last year, but he was there. So what I'm saying is, you don't go from being that good of a player where you where they gave up the house for you. To not even like, I don't even think he's a third option on a championship team anymore. I don't know about y'all. What y'all think? He, it's y'all. Would y'all say he could be your third option? Your your Kevin Love on a championship team? Yeah, if you um, yeah, depending on the other two pieces, definitely. You said Dejounte Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if your other two pieces are great, but if they're if it's like one is great and one is really good, and eh, he can't be a third. exactly, exactly, exactly. So you don't go from that to that to me unless. It's someone that you absolutely cannot play basketball with and it's making your numbers tank a lot, right? That's so what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'll I'll say this. The Trey Young led Hawks, it is interesting that while he as an individual led the league in assists, they were in the bottom half of the league in terms of assists per game um, for a team. That is very concerning. That is because it, it says that like, hey, when you were off the court, they struggled to move the ball without you, which you know, that's that's a bit of a problem there. But I do think this is a pipe dream because if you it's the old paradox I was just talking to Chris about that the Mavericks are in, you have to do one or the other. You you cannot normally you cannot have both. That is why championships are so hard to win. You can't have both a lot of great players and uh, if you in order to get I don't think that there's any situation where you get uh, Trey Young without giving up Anthony Davis. Or or Austin Reeves and a bunch of every player that's good outside. Right. Um, they don't have no picks, so you gotta give up. That's what I'm saying. So you gotta you gotta give up either Anthony Davis or Austin Reeves and every player that's gonna on the roster outside of him, pretty much. Um that team would not that's that's not a good situation for them. Because we all know that Trey Young is a guy that when teams see him on the court, we've got an offensive game plan, boys. Pick and roll with whoever he's guarding. <laughs> whoever he's guarding, come set a pick. We want to switch with him. That's what we want. That's what we're going to do. A hard pick, too. Make sure, make oh, sure yeah. the other guy take a long walk. Firm. Firm. Give him, give him firm. Uh, so, with that being said, I, I don't think that that's a – I don't think that that'd be a good move. Uh, because, again, if you trade Anthony Davis, now you've just given up your second great player when he's ha- rolling at his highest clip. He's demoted to really good because when he's bad, he stinks. He's awful. But when he's rolling at his highest clip, that's a great player. There's no argument about that. So um, I think that that's the case there. And then if you're if you're looking for the Lakers to uh, make a trade for him that doesn't involve AD, again, you just got to give up too many pieces for you to remain relevant and important. So that's just 
that's the reality of what you look at in terms of of how that goes. But now in talking about, uh, you know, what would happen with Dallas and what they need to do and whatnot. And then talking about DeJounte Murray's former spot with the Spurs. Guess who got the number one pick? Guess who won the Wimby Bowl, the NBA lottery of 2023? <laughs> we, we knew it was coming. We called this so hey, long ago. Hey, listen, they said it's a foreign born player about to be the number one player in the draft. Greg Popovich went to that front office and said, you know what to do, Adam. You know where to put him. Is he finally going to lead the French Revolution that we love over here, man? Hey, hey, I'm telling (laughs) you this. I'm telling you this. Tony Parker is still going to pay for them crimes. If he a bust, oh, my God. Oh, Tony Parker, I I want you on the cross. <laughs> he said, "Wouldn't be a bus. We need to crucify, bro. Ooh we, ooh we, ooh we. I'm telling. Hey, the French were the last to use the guillotine, so we might have to break the cross. They, they good for some unusual punishment over here. But let me tell you this. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this." How good do y'all think this Spurs team is with Wimby going forward? Do you think that he's the type of player that everybody says he is, and he's one of the best? You know, best prospects since LeBron to go take that team to the next level within the next three to four years. So, Wimby is that good of a player. Um, if we're living in a universe in a vacuum to where Wimby is a hundred percent healthy, everything goes right. We're looking at arguably the best basketball player ever. Just that skill set and that size. If you're in the NBA, it's it's going to get developed. Everything's going to work out. However. I am under the belief that somebody that's seven foot five just shouldn't be playing basketball. I don't think that Wimby is going to stay healthy long enough in order for us to see, you know, what exactly is going to happen out of his career. I think we might get at at the ceiling. I think we get a Yao Ming type of career. Yao Ming had three, four eight, seasons. That was, uh, I think, nine. Nine years and out of those nine, he had three, four seasons where I'm not going to say he was fully healthy, but he played the entire season. He was efficient. He was productive. But by the time he led his team to the playoffs, he missed every playoff run except one. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what we see out of him. And if I'm a team, I'm not. I feel like you have to use the number one pick on somebody that has that high of a ceiling. But I think Scoot is going to be the best player in this draft. Well, well, we've. We've made hot takes like this before, and I told everybody that Morant was going to be better than uh, Zion. Little did I know he was going to turn into Pistol Pete as soon as he got to the league. But, you know, I digress. I digress. Chris, do you think that Wimby turns these Spurs fortunes around? So, I think what he does is he adds help long-term. I don't think that I don't think that Spurs – so Spurs is not a free agent destination. How did the Spurs get good, you ask? They drafted really well, and they were disciplined and coached really well. That's how the Spurs had a dynasty over there in there. But a lot of players can't handle that dynasty. We see what Kawhi Leonard has done since he played for the Spurs. He got out of town as soon as he could. Um, I mean, and then how much longer is Greg Popovich really going to coach? That man is 72 for crying out loud. Like, how much longer do we think Greg is going to coach? So, at that being said, you got a young guy in Wimby coming into the league with, with, with pretty pretty high-level basketball play, I would say. 
But he has to stay healthy. He has to get development. You have to get pieces around him that play defense in the paint because we've seen many, many clips where that's an area of his game he has to really develop in. He can shot block, but as far as what Bam does and, and shot contest, he's very bad at. And and he's going to do crazy things on the court. I think his first season, if he's healthy, he's going to have a, a rookie of the year season by far. But after that, what do you pair with him? I think he's one of those players. It's hard to find good pieces to put around him because he can do a lot. But you also know that he's up and down as far as health-wise. I think 7-5 players, I have not seen one 7-5 player all the way back to Ralph Sampson that doesn't have issues with injuries, right? Yeah. So for me, I actually think, similar to Guyton, I think Brandon Miller becomes the best player in this draft. The league is going to long, linky wing players that can shoot the three and score the basketball really wide and sit down in the chair. Look at the Celtics. They got three of them on that team that can do that, you know? Uh, look at the Heat. They got two guys on that team that can do that. Every team, look at the Clippers. They got four or five guys that can do that. I mean, that's where the league is going, right? Long, linky players that can shoot the ball really well. So I think Brandon Miller has one of the best careers in this draft. So we've already talked about the best ability being availability. Do you know what uh, Bleacher Report listed Victor Wimbayama's number one weakness as? Uh, uh, availability. Injury. Technically, yes, you're right. Strength slash durability. It, this should not be a concern for a guy born in 2004. <laughs> Dang, My brother. Oh, bro. We oh, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're. Chris, we're not old. It's just the league is getting younger and younger. That's just that's how Father Tom works. Is. Half Chris, all of your all of your coworkers here are bald. All of us. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what did you, you think was going on here? Like, what did you? What we did are you getting old, mean? though, man. My shout out to my uh, stepbrother graduating high school. We'll be playing at Notre Dame this upcoming um, this upcoming season. But I remember seeing a dog in diapers. He's six seven. Wait, he playing at Notre Dame, Golden Dome, Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, uh, the the blue and white one right down the street, the, the, in Ohio, the blue and white one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he uh, he's, hey, free school, school start, free school, is free school. Yes, yeah, starting at center his freshman year. So yeah, free school is free school is free school. It don't matter where you go. You know what I mean, Coach Witcher always used to tell us there's a college for everybody. Go get you a degree, GTD. Oh, get he that meant degree. That. Will mm-hmm. Rim play for no, no, no. Leave, leave Will alone. Man. <laughs> Again, but you know what he did? He got that degree. That's a. Hey, it, it don't matter. Don't matter what what talent level people look at you as. Whatever the case may be, GTD. Get your degree. But anywho, uh, Victor Wembanyama having injury concerns as somebody that's like that young is a problem. That's that's definitively a problem uh, here, and. I think he ends up a lot like Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sampson, remember when Ralph Sampson was on the court? From his rookie year. Dominant. Dog. Dog. 20 and 10 rookie year. Easy. If he, if, if, and I, I mean this very seriously. If Ralph Sampson doesn't get hurt, I don't think that there's a like goat debate between LeBron and Jordan. I don't think that happens. Cause I don't think that with Ralph, and Hakeem, <laughs> yeah, Ralph and, um, I, and Hakeem. If like in a world where they both stay completely healthy, I honestly sure. think I, I I can't see I can't see a universe into where like if they stay together for a decade, they're not winning at least half of those rings in a decade. 
But that that's my point. If they if if Ralph Sampson stays healthy, I don't think that like Jordan is in that conversation at all. But if ifs if ifs was fifths, we'd all be drunk, right? Like life is what it is. So with that being said, if when Biyama can stay healthy, he's absolutely going to be the best player in this draft for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think his floor is higher than most of these other guys' ceiling in terms of like anybody outside of Scoop and and Brandon Miller. His his floor is higher than pretty much everybody else's ceiling uh, in terms of if he stays healthy. But with that being said. If he stays healthy, is a big if, number one. Yeah. And number two, um, remember the last guy they said was the best prospect since LeBron James? Uh, he, he's very recent. Y'all should remember him. He's very Oh, recent. Ben Simmons. No, Zion. Oh, God. I, I thought. I remember his, uh, Ben Simmons being touted a little higher than Zion. People people said that, that Zion... Uh, People said that Zion was the guy. And here's another thing that I don't like about Wimby is that Ben Simmons effect. One of the biggest knocks on Ben Simmons was that he was too passive and lackadaisical sometimes on the court. And people oftentimes say the same thing about Wimby. That is a problem for me. That is a very serious problem for me. Because the late, great Kobe Bryant once said something that I don't think Ben Simmons fully understood or will understand or does understand. and, And he'll get it in a few years when he's uh, playing with the boomers in Australia. Um, <laughs> he said, if Ben Simmons develops a jump shot, this league is his. It's his. Everything that he wants will be his. If I'm looking at a player like Victor Wimbayama and people say like, mm, we're not sure if he has that competitive fire. I don't ever want that. I don't ever. If you look at all of the greats, none of them had that, yeah. that criticism on them. You know what's crazy? Kobe came out and said that stuff about all of those players. I remember people being like, Kobe, an old head. He just hating. And he was right about every single one of them. I don't remember it. I remember him saying that, but what players was he talking about, though? I don't even remember. He said said, uh, James Harden. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said James Harden was up next. Um, he he was talking about D book because D book didn't want to get guarded by doubles in no in those pickup games, and he said that's the real NBA. If you can't handle this now, then you're not gonna have long term playoff success. He told uh, he told Giannis that like you need to be an MVP and a champion. Like that needs to happen for you. You have to work on your game and get there. And you know he, he's been right. He's been he's been right. So. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm looking at Wimby and I'm like, again, I don't want a guy that I hear about competitive fire. When, let me ask you this. When's the last time we saw a great player who like competitive fire was a question about? Or like we don't even have to say great, really high level, like really good, like a uh all NBA guy, first team all NBA guy, second team all NBA guy that we heard about, like, ah, we're not sure how well he competes. Only one name came to mind, and he was kind of an all-NBA player. I think he made, like, one all-NBA team maybe by default just because, like, the team he was on. If I'm not mistaken, Drummond made a third team, didn't he? Oh, he may have. He may have. And I feel like he made that just based off the – he was tall, and it was nobody else to have a ball in Detroit. So that's the only player I can think of. Now watch this. When I think about every big that I've been wrong about, all of them had that same knock. DeAndre Ayton coming out of college, they said that he didn't want to yeah. play center. 
and he didn't have that like competitive fire to win at everything in him. Carl Anthony Towns, they said that he didn't have that competitive fire to want to win everything in him. It just bro, wasn't they said, there. They said KG worked out with him. Was, bro was crying. He was like, bro, I'm not doing this. <laughs> but that, but you, you get my point. Anytime yeah. I hear those two have officially scared me off of any player, especially a big, if I hear... Oh, he he's not competitive. Shout out to KG, man. He learned how to play video games. We could bond closer to Cat when they was training together. That's that's dope. That's the, see, and, and it and still ain't work. Vet. But I was about to say you got a vet, <laughs> and, and, but that's but that's my exact point. A vet that has to do all of that to like get close to you and mentor you, brother. That's a Hall of Famer. Regardless of how you feel about his methods, regardless of how you feel about how you talk, that's all of it. If I'm looking at Wimby and I'm hearing people say, well. You know, he's kind of careless sometimes. He's kind of aloof out there on the court. He's kind of like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. Brother, what? <laughs> I don't know your family. I don't know what type of background you're from. I don't care. Whatever background you're from, you can elevate whatever y'all were based on your ability to play the game. Like, it don't matter if you're not from the trenches. Brother, if y'all are upper middle class, you can, if you're There's upper somewhere class, to go. if you're upper class, Brother, you're you you can have you seen these contracts they're giving out? Right. <laughs> Duncan Robinson can do exactly one thing. Bronny is literally the first player in NBA history if he made the league. Where I'd be like, oh, okay, I understand why he's not hungry. But guess what? Even if even if Bronny was to go to the league, guess what, brother? You financially have another level that you can get to <laughs> from where your daddy is. Because right. right. the contracts that your dad had, guess what's gonna happen when you're in the league? They're only gonna get bigger. Like no, that's just more money that's gonna be down the pipeline. Right now, Bronny, Bronny third grandkids is gonna not gonna have to work. That's so fair. Now, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? That's just gonna go that's farther fair. down the pipeline. But I don't I don't think Victor Wimbayama is, is of that stature per se. You know what I'm saying? Like all the all the rest of y'all, there's a level of of wealth and opulence that you cannot fathom. You you gotta get the private jet level that's out there for you. Just by playing this game, and you don't want to do that, brother. My brother in Christ, there's a problem. <laughs> there's a problem there. So, you know, I, I also agree that Scoot is probably going to have the best uh, uh, career out of these guys. And I'm going to tell you this: I think Scoot is going to change the game in terms of like players wanting to be more physically developed uh, when they get to league because yeah. Scoot is stronger than everybody else, and he plays like it. Like he plays like, hey, <laughs> son, y'all some young bulls. Get in the weight room. He plays like <laughs> it. And it's amazing to see. It's like when he wants to get to the rim, when he wants to get to the rim, he does that without any doubt, without any any hesitation. And also, when you think of a muscular guy like that, you think of a guy who lacks skill. Have you seen him in the mid-range? That's one of the best parts of his game. Getting downhill and creating shots in the mid-range as a guy that's that big. Oh, my God. That is that is insane. Yeah. So I think Scoot is going to be the best guy of this draft. But but if Wimby stays healthy and and becomes everything that that they say he is, I'll gladly eat my words and never talk about Bigs again because I firmly believe in three strikes and you're out. And that would be my third strike uh, because I believed in Aiden, believed in Cat, don't believe in Wimby. So if I'm wrong three times, I'm gonna just shut up and talk about Bigs. <laughs> Uh, at that point. But anywho, I know y'all tired of us talking about Pop in San Antonio and the French Revolution and Jokic taking over and whatnot, but come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,